All right. Hey, everybody. You know the drill. You know who I am. I'm me. That's him. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Uh, it's your boy, Dr. J. It's your boy, Einstein, right here. Uh, so make sure to go to his YouTube channel, Chaplain Logs. Uh, and then, you know, you know the drill for my social media pages and everything. Like, comment, just subscribe, share all our content. You know the drill. Watch all this video all the way through. Sh share our videos, please, man. And by the way, okay, I said Justin Future Channel. This is YouTube channel. Make sure to support it. Oh, you got more subscribers, Justin. I, I did not see that. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you already had that? I thought that was more. All that. <laughs> My I was all hyped up, man. I thought that was more. All right. Anyways. All right. Um, so, guys, we're finishing out Revelations 22. This is the last chapter of the Bible. The last words that God has for us that we need to know before the eternal state, before everything's set in stone, before the new heaven and the new Jerusalem and the new earth comes, before Jesus comes back and takes his throne for sure. And he gets rid of anybody who don't want him on a throne, right? Anybody who de denied him. And those are all the people who are dogs in the world, who are wicked and live however they want to live instead of living like Christ wants to live, loving our brother, loving our neighbor, doing what it takes to serve other people, to show God's love in this world. I keep on going. But anyways, we're in Revelations 22. We're finishing out. Make sure to go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, to see all the videos we did on Revelations 22. Let's just go ahead and get to it, man, because it's getting late. And this is the second part of our video to, uh, tonight. Uh, so... Yeah, we just did Revelations 22, 16 through 21. So you guys make sure to check out that video as well on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, right here. It's called Come to Jesus, right here. So, all right, let's go ahead and get to it, man. All right, so we're in Revelations 22, verses 18 through 21, closing out. All right, so I'll go ahead and read it this time, Justin. Revelations 22, 18, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall, shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this. He which testified these things says, surely I'll come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Revelations 22, verse 21, the last verse in all the Bible. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. All right. So now we're about to break down. We can probably tie in Revelations 18, I mean, Revelations 22, 18, and 19 together. So we'll just go ahead and do that. I'm, I'm probably going to read it again, anyways. But Revelation 22, 18, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Verse 19, if any man shall take away from the words of the prophecy of this book, God shall take away his part from the book of life out of the holy city and from the things that are written in it. So verse 19 is talking about take away from the words. So if anybody take away from the Bible, take a, take away and subtract from what the gospel is saying, what the Bible is saying. They won't have their part in the book of life, the holy city, or things that are written in it. Verse 18, if anyone shall add, so they add content that and add things that God didn't say to Texas 
uh, Texas to texts and passages in the Bible, they shall experience the plagues that are written in this book. So, all right, yeah, let's keep on going. Justin, you want to go ahead or you want me to start off? Yeah, I testify unto every man. Like that shows the Jesus gave to like have this prophecy given to John. Like, man, we we can't prophecy or any word that comes down from heaven. Um, but, but like testified this means that we have a responsibility with this word. I liked in the last video that Sean was saying, like, it's the book of the Bible, 316. Like, it's good for correcting, rebuking. Um, like, the book, book of the Bible is just good for, for our character in general. But what makes this weird? see like the, the end times we see the end game we see the new, new jerusalem He's falsifying this information jesus wants this information to be past such important stuff it's what he's been working towards it's what he in all time so the fact that he is testifying and giving it to responsibility of what to do with this now go for I'll go into detail later about this, but just the way he starts it, it shows that this is not, not given lightly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. Let's go ahead and get to it, man. So, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. So, this is another section at the end of the book of Revelations where it's difficult to know exactly who's speaking it, first of all. But, uh, and, and that's something else I want to say too. In most red letter editions, these words are in black, indicating that the translators believe that these are not the words of Jesus. But there's good reason to believe that Jesus gave this warning, right? And that yeah. goes back to what Justin said. So, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book in Revelation 22 18. I just read that. So, as the revel as revelation comes to a close like we've been talking about there's a strong warning not to tamper with the messages of this book revealed by john right and this is addressed to anyone that hears the words of the prophecy of this book which again this is verse 18 right so the warning is if any man shall add unto these things god shall add to him uh the plagues that are written in this book so what are the plagues so and the, obviously you're talking about when it says book People debate if it's talking about Revelations, that book exactly, or the whole entire Bible. I think it's both. So I hate when people limit the Bible again. But anyways, the plagues. What are the plagues, right? So in Revelation, the plagues I mentioned in Revelations 8, 9, and Revelation 16. So Justin, perfectly one day, man, we go through the whole entire Bible, Bible studies like crazy, like verse by verse, like we've been doing. And we get to do Revelations 8, 9, and 16, especially. But uh, you, you you guys read what the plagues are. It's pretty interesting. Uh, so maybe one day we'll do a study on it. But it, if it's, have, yeah, even if it's just plagues that are related to, to the Book of Revelation, like anyway, like I I was also kind of wondering if it's just for the Book of Revelation or Book of the Bible. But yeah. the fact that it plagues by plagues is not a good sign. Yeah, like God's wrath upon you sucks. And that's yeah. what you got when you don't have Jesus. God's wrath upon him. And it only is going to get worse if you don't know him when you die, like in the life after. So 
that's the call again come to jesus right that's the video we did before so if anyone adds or anyone takes away i want to focus on that so that's verse 18 and 19 of revelation 22. so this means that there's a high price to pay for anybody that tampers with the book of revelation specifically and the scriptures in general so again it's both like not just the book of revelation scriptures in general right and we say the scriptures in general because there's similar passages given in scripture and in the bible to saying not to add or take away to God's word. So you got Deuteronomy 4.2, you got Deuteronomy 12.32, you got Proverbs 30, verses 5 through 6. Like, it's a lot of verses. So let, let me read everyone. Like, Proverbs 30, verses 5 through 6 says, Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, or he will rebuke you and prove you a liar. Let me read a different version from verse 6, and the New King James Version. Well, verse 5. It says, uh, every word of God is pure. He's a shield unto them that put their trust in him, right? Uh, so Deuteronomy 12, verse 32. So be careful to obey all the commands I give you. You must not add anything to them or subtract anything from them, right? And so while it's a bad thing to change any part of God's word, this is a particular warning is especially for these things, for this verse, right? Meaning the prophecy of this book in the words of revelation and that's real applicable for us today right and how is it applicable for us today let me look for it in my notes but uh yeah a lot of people are scared to talk about the book of revelations like they they hide from it and they're scared to have any bible studies certain preach sermons on it because it's a really intimidating book and you some people care about not getting things wrong but other people they don't give a dang about getting stuff wrong about anything in the bible because they just preach their opinions right so we got to take this text seriously like verse 18 and 19 revelation 22 like this is a call for everybody like i like james 3 1 it says that everybody if anybody chooses to be a teacher of the word your punishment is stricter stricter and harder and harsher than everybody else because you're preaching god's word so you better make sure you're preaching the way preaching it the way god wants it to be told right because there's a high price to pay if you're leading people astray, right? And that goes back to prescription and medicines. This is how the Bible is, right? The Bible is for our healing. It's for our edification. It's good for our soul, right? So that goes back to medicine, right? Medicine is the same way. It, it, well, it should be. Medicine in this world is the same way. It's for our edification. It's for our healing and all that stuff. So most, if not all, prescription drugs have labels on it, right? So the side effects caused by some drugs could cause injury or even death, right? So let me give you an example. If a warning label is tampered with, there can be serious consequences. Imagine you didn't know what the warnings are or you didn't have any directions how to take pills. How how you, how you would you take those pills? You can't just take it any type of way. And that's just with pills. I ain't talking about shots and stuff like that, right? So to change or to alter any of this revelation in any way, so any anything that's in this book, in the Bible and in the book of Revelation, right? It's to hide the essential information that we need, right? It's like hiding the warning label of a prescription, right? That's awful, guys. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So let me read Revelations 22, verse 10. Me and Justin tore this up. So y'all watch that video we did on Revelations 22, 10. All right. So uh, it says, uh, Revelation 22, 10 reads, And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand, right? This isn't stuff that you need to seal up. This isn't stuff that you hide from people. This is something that needs to be told. And how many people stay away from the book of Revelations for fear of saying it wrong or fear for uh, 
just being intimidated by the prophecies that like just not want to know because you know a lot of people like to live in denial and just don't like to know stuff but guys come on really you don't do that as a christian you don't do that with anything in the bible right so changing the words of the bible would be changing the message god inspired for all mankind that's what you're doing and such a change can be spiritually fatal for many people going back to warning labels of prescription drugs right so it's imperative that we heed god's warning concerning the handling of his word and the dangers of willfully perverting his teachings and omission or leaving out things are just as wrong as adding things right so that's verse 18 and 19 of revelation 22 so yeah god's word is perfect and it's complete revelation that can that contains all we need to know for salvation so in his word we can find uh, the record of the past right uh man's need for redemption the way of redemption in christ literally everywhere the knowledge of future events in the culmination of god's plan for all humanity so we must be careful to present the pure unadulterated life-giving word of truth because we'd be held accountable by god right and this is what revelation 22 verse 18 is focusing on so sometimes we like to soften the gospel right for because we 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 have the idea that uh that what we're saying is not going to be well received so we try to soften it up we, we got a soft gospel going on right especially in our culture right because uh we'll be judged harshly if we don't if we speak the truth like that right right but it's, should we be living like that are you kidding me like so yeah our culture wants us to accept all people all things and all ways and if you don't they want to cancel you right cancel culture right <laughs> and so uh if you have a different idea than they have on something yeah they're going to come for you but as believers do we are we bound to listen to that and follow that way you guys gonna be into that will are you kidding me like no so this is what that text is talking about as well man so yeah justin do you have anything for us anything else? yeah man i've got a lot to it too let's okay. it's really do like going like a lot of a lot of people during Jesus's time they tried to take on his gospel so they could like cast out demons or become famous or like make up their own uh, sect of the religion as well but like you saw beat up by demons they are going to be thrown into like a fire it's a lot there's a teacher and mutilating the gospel because you're leading other people astray like we just talked about in the last video that we were into heaven and like we have to pass on that invitation to others why are we keeping other people from making it to heaven why are we like messing with the gospel there are various reasons like one it we might have our own agenda we might think oh, god out so, so we can like change up, up the gospel a little bit or make it more, more pertinent to now nowadays. the the fact that the bible is still here nowadays teaching us stuff humbling us i mean you stuff in it doesn't need our help like sometimes people may have it and they think oh well i'll just like help god out and like uh put this stand up a little better like the sometimes yeah during bible studies you have to explain things go into it without god's mindset if you're going into it with your own understanding or shoving him out of 
the box. Like, we, we don't need any boxes for this, man. Go into this with the mindset of God. Because, like, the book, the Bible is a living thing. It's a living word. Like, it doesn't work unless you have the spirit. Like, you're reading it with the spirit. You're reading it with the interest for it as, as well. Like, of course, like, different passages can mean different things to different depending on, like, what part of their life is in. But you don't go into it thinking, oh, oh okay, it has to be understood, and only my way. Like, that's not how it works. We go into it as a living, breathing spirit that runs through people. And if we're like, man, God doesn't need our help. Like, that, that's insane to me sometimes when people are trying. It's way too, way too harsh on people. Let me just, like, soften it to let people, like, accept it more so they can accept God and I can help them. A little guilty of that, too. Like, there's some Bible verses that I think are, like, extreme. It's supposed to be, like. It's supposed to show how terrifying consequences not following uh, God's word can be. Um, like, if I miss how intense or how important the book is, it doesn't need our help. We don't need to be adding or taking away anything. The fact that it's, it's testament enough. Yeah. Yeah, man, like, I was trying to say earlier, too, like, the idea of being judged for sin is not well-received by our culture, right? And, like, yeah, I mean, I understand, like, it's just a lot of stuff in the Bible. It's a lot, like, a lot of stuff offensive, like you said, man. Like, it is, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to preach. And it's stuff you want to avoid, too, like, especially you go scripture by scripture, verse by verse. Like, you're going to see some stuff. You're going to disagree on some stuff eventually, right? So, but... Yeah, man, we can't hide from any of it. And that's what the next person will talk about. Justin, did you have anything? You yeah, I mean, I mean, when Jesus, yeah, when Jesus told the people well, he, they have to eat of his brain, a lot of people walked out on that. I bet yeah. Jesus knew that was going to I know Jesus sugarcoated it because he needed to find out who were his real believers. Right. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Let's, I'm gonna, let's talk about this guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> First is like got me more excited than I thought they would. Right, like I'm I'm really excited. Like I guys, as you can tell, we love the Bible, but like Revelations 22 and 21 has just it's been like a blessing for me and Justin, man. Like so, all right, and I, I pray it's a blessing for you guys, especially you watch all the way through. All right, so Revelations 22 verse 19 is the next part of after Revelations 18, right? And if any man shall take away from the words of the prophecy of this book. God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book, right? Oh, I left something. Out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things written in this book. So verse 19 is talking about, again, taking away if you subtract from the gospel. In verse 19, I mean, verse 18 is talking about if you add just things that's not in the Bible, right? So, um, yeah, like when it comes to this, guys, let me... I'll go ahead. Justin, it sucks to have a gate screen to make me slow getting my points and stuff. But anyways, uh, one thing I want to say with verse 19 is just as there's a warning against anyone who adds to the prophecy of Revelations, 
verse 18. There's also a warning to anyone who shall take away from the words of prophecy of this book. So just the consequences of those who are guilty of doing this, either one, right, is God shall take away his part out of the book of life. In Revelations 20, before you get to Revelations 21 and 22, it says your name has to be written into in the book of life before you can even get into the new Jerusalem, new heaven, until you can even be and dwell in God's presence. And if your books, if your names are written in the book of life, you can't have, you're not going to want to have any part in the tree of life. You know, you're not going to have no part into in the water of life. Like this is where you experience true life, right? The way life, the, the way God intended life to be, right? If you, yeah, if you are preaching a different message, you don't get to experience this, guys. So the consequences for those who are guilty of this, God shall, shall take away his part in the book of life out of the holy city, right? In front of things that are written in this book. There's a lot of promises that you want to experience in the new heaven and new Jerusalem. You want, there's a lot of blessings everybody want to experience from God, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. You, you got you to gotta do things his way, right? So in other words, anyone who takes away anything from the message of revelation, removes their chance from a place in the book of life, their place in the holy city, and all the promises and privileges that are written in the book. So what's the the takeaway from everything me and Justin, Justin been saying? You know, don't mess with the word of God. Keep it for what it is. Proclaim what God has revealed to us. Don't take away from it. Don't add anything to it. Just let God do his work through the power of his spirit as we teach and proclaim the truth of his word. It's perfect enough. We don't need to do anything else to it, right? You can't you can't make your own messages from it, which is something else I want to say too, Justin. This part is so powerful. So again, I said, don't mess with the word of God and don't pick and choose what you want to believe in the gospel. And here goes up for you guys to remember. You're going you're gonna to love this, guys. All right, so one thing you don't know about Thomas Jefferson, let me tell you something about Thomas Jefferson. Believe in miracles, and he did, nor did he believe in the deity of Christ, right? And so one night, late in the night, he just decided to take his scissors and he cut out all the passages in the Bible he did not agree with. And I said that anything with miracles, anything with the deity of Christ, right? And then he takes his Bible back together again, right? With all the verses that he liked and all the verses that he didn't like, he threw away, right? And a lot of people do the same thing with the Bible, like, they pick and choose what they want to believe. They, it's called cherry picking the Bible. And it's called, uh, what's it called? Like, yeah, I think it's called cherry picking. But um, it's called different things, right? But come on, are you kidding me? Like, everything we, that, those two verses, not me and Justin's word. Out of those two verses, it said, don't take away and don't add to the Bible. It's that simple. So we need to take the whole entire counsel of God's word from Genesis to Revelation, right? We must teach it all, right? And I don't think, that God places anything in the Bible that he doesn't want you to know, right? Fun fact. I think it's all applicable and it's important to know. Like, and to subtract something, I just don't, how can you read the Bible if you subtract what's already in it? Like, it's, that's mind-blowing how you can do it. I, I, I can't do that. That's not truth right there. That's living a lot. But, Justin, you got anything? <laughs> yeah, and there's actually a term for that. It's like Jefferson's Bible and what he, and he like took out Jesus and as he said his divinity and it's like if if you believe in all the morals and we have psychologists who analyze the Sermon on the Mount that and they say it's like the most mentally healthy speech and it's like if 
if you believe in like the morality of everything that's being done, like what divinity of uh, Jesus, like if you were crazy or if you were a crazy or liar, wouldn't have such a a strong moral compass that was later. Like there has to be some truth behind it. Like you can't pick and choose just because you don't. The downside of that is then you miss all the other truths just because you're not coachable or you didn't think you know better. You think you know what parts of the Bible are applicable. It's like people saying today that, oh, the Bible's not applicable today or we need some amendments. Talking to someone who, um, and I, I have nothing bad to say about on it, but they uh, they didn't believe in the Bible and they were trying to, and they were under the impression that we needed to add like amendments to it, kind of like what we did with the car applicable to nowadays. But man, if the fact that there are, I think God has told us everything we need to know. Like he's not going to step-by-step -step process of like everything we need to do. Like parts of it, we focus on our own spiritual journey, but he has provided the necessary thing him. Like the necessary things for us to know about Jesus. Like we don't need to to add something in there. Like the I don't know the, the fact that it's has had over forty four authors spanning centuries and they they but they point towards the same thing is nothing short of a miracle. Like surely if it were just written by men. Like there would have been a mistake in there, but there like everything is applicable to us two thousand years ago, four thousand years ago, and and so we don't need to be messing with that, messing with it. If it's not, it doesn't need fixing. It doesn't need to be canceled. It's I don't know, but now, but yeah, it's it's it is a you said something else. Something to say for it. It, it is like a living word as well. Like we need to approach it ready to be transformed by it as well. We don't be picking it or figuring out. Like there, there's a healthy amount of criticism. You you want to see how things apply for your life. Like otherwise, you're otherwise obtaining it for yourself. So that's fair. But we don't go into the church or the Bible and I fix things. We dig into the Bible thinking us. Yeah, man, like, these are my last few points. Like, this, this man, these two verses is crazy. I kind of just want to leave it at this video, like, those two verses. And then do 2021 by themselves, but... I don't think we got that much for 2021, so I'm going to keep it there. Um, yeah, one one thing I want to say was, you know, uh, one point I got for you guys is say people will not lose their salvation for adding or taking away from revelations, right? So the truth is that no, anyone who is truly saved won't add or take away from the real message of the, this book. Fun fact. And then another thing I want to say, too, is, you know, the people John is warning are not condemned for some minor or unintentional change in the text. 
but for having a defiant attitude that rejects the message of God, the message God has given, right? So adding to subtracting, a lot of people are really harsh with that. Like they're like bigoted about it and really, and like if you do it at all, like anything that's contrary to what I believe, like it's not my opinion, my preference, you're a devil, you're a false prophet. Like people throw around that word like crazy and it really ticks me off. Like there's a, any, if somebody disagrees with you on something, you're automatically a false prophet. Are you kidding me? Like, no, guys, stop, stop doing that. Like, this is literally what that text, this text is talking about as well. And so because of this warning, right, do not add, do not subtract, you know, given in the book of Revelation, some people have been reluctant and even fearfully even try to interpret or understand the book of Revelation. I said that earlier with verse 10. Like, you don't seal up the this book, right? It's not supposed to be hidden. People need to hear it, right? You don't hide the warning label of a prescription medicine. People need to see it to know how to take it so that they don't kill themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So same thing, you know, the warnings of uh, verse 18 and 19, what we just read, we're not to keep away, uh, to, we're not given to keep people away from the study of Revelation, but to remind them of the seriousness of tampering with God's word in general, right? In general, right? So it's not just the book of Revelation. People do that with all the Bible, right? It's the whole book, right? It's a lot of prophecies in the Bible, these prophecies, right? So. Just as there is a warning for misusing God's word, there's also a blessing pronounced upon those who read, hear, and keep these prophetic words. And it's Revelation 1-3, and there's a lot of verses too. I think we talked about Revelation 21-22. We definitely talked about it, but anyways. Revelation 1-3 verse 3 says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep these things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. So, Quick question for everybody. Why would God assign such a strong rebuke for the addition to or the subtraction from a book that painted big ideas, wild pictures, or if no one could really understand the book anyways, right? <laughs> and that's because this solemn promise also implies that the book of Revelation can be understood, right? If you if you literally seek it, study it, dissect it, you keep on drinking from this fountain, keep on coming back. You're going to be able to understand the book of Revelation, right? So another one of my second points is, you know, what a solemn warning this is to critics who tampered with this book or other portions of scripture in the arrogant self-confidence that they are equipped uh, intellectually or spiritually to determine what is true or what is false in the word of God, right? And a lot of people live like that. They think that they know everything. They think that they know all the truth of the Bible. Like they know everything. Actually, the person who told me, you know, that they don't think they only believe the Old Testament and only in not the new. Uh, they don't believe in deity of Jesus, like because Jesus wasn't mentioned in the Old Testament to him. Like he doesn't see it anywhere in the original text. Right. So, um, yeah, man, like those are people who who think that they know everything. Right. But a true Christian, a true believer knows that there's way too much in this book to <laughs> way too much in the book to think that, you know, everything. There's way too much to study right. to think that you know everything. I pray that I can come to a point in my life where I think I know everything in the Bible, but I don't think I ever come to that point because, come on, this is this is our food. This is our source. Will you ever come to a, a time where you're full from food? Yes, but you still need to eat again. Like, you know, so, <laughs> just because you're full off of one meal, I mean, full, you can't eat no more, don't mean you're not going to have to eat again. But anyways, all right, yeah, that's all I got, man. Mm.
Yeah, you ready for 20? You got anything else for 19, 18? I think that's all I have for 18 and 19. All right, let's get to 20, man. Let's close it out, guys. So we're finally, we're almost done with Revelations 22, guys. What a ride. I pray awesome. you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For you guys enjoyed it as much as me and Justin. So let's go ahead and read Revelations 22, verse 20. I'm about to share my screen. All right, so Revelation 22, 20. He which testified these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, right? Yeah, I like what you were saying too at the beginning. Like, it could go for us coming to Jesus or Jesus coming back for us. So, um, I think the main point to get from this verse is that, that like if, if we are testifying his prophecy or if we are teaching his living a life that, that's pleasing to God, that means we're living a life that's channeling the spirit. If we're channeling God, of course, we're going to be in the same. We're going to be coming together. We're going to be rebuilding that relationship that was the very beginning of Genesis. So now here in Revelation, we're preaching the going into other people. We're spreading it out into the world. We know what's coming, and we're spreading that out and. Be because of the relationship back up with God. Like, we've learned what's important to him. We want it to come quickly. Like, we're, we're gosh, you, you guys have seen, like, how excited Sean about looking over the book of Revelation. And it, it's, like, stuff just reading about, like, what's in store for us. The rewards for the faithful Christian. The, the waits us. It's just the end game of it all. So, of course, we will want it to come quickly. Like, quickly, or Jesus is going to come back for us quickly. But, like, again, we don't know. So we just have to stay strong and testify. We have to preach the word out to others. And, like, I don't know. It's it's just up your mind around as well. Because it's, like, we, like, this, this is what really... When people are trying to fill up an emotional scar or fill up and feel empty, like we know that the physical things in this world aren't enough. Secular movies are movies nowadays. You always see, see like someone who's been through back and they try to drown out their sorrows with drinking or through meaningless relation. Like they never say like God will help them, but it's very obvious that isn't going to help them either. So this verse is just just we desire that, that we need Jesus and God in our lives because our hearts desire. Yeah, man. This verse, man. Let's let's get to it. <laughs> All right, so. Revelation is 2220 is what we're talking about right now. So, uh, yeah, he which testified these things says, surely I come quickly, even, amen, even so come Lord Jesus, All right? So these are not the words of men, right? 
The Bible's not the words of men. A lot of people believe that. But are the words of the living Lord, the Son of God himself. We're just saying what the Spirit said. Spirit's just saying what Jesus said. Jesus just saying what God said, right? They're all one, right? So Christians should be joyfully anticipating Christ's return. This is what we see here. Like John is saying, even so, come, Lord Jesus, we're waiting on you, right? Like uh, Justin just said. So if you're not anticipating him coming, if you're not happy or yearning or desiring his return, you have a problem. Like, <laughs> as a believer, this is this is what you live for, right? It doesn't get better than what it's gonna be like when you when you're with him, right? Everybody know that if you're a believer and you experience him, right? That goes back to the parable of the ten virgins. I always reference that man, but there's a reason why they were anticipating the master coming back. There's a reason why they prepared and they lived. Uh, like like they would if the master was right in front of them, even though the master wasn't, right? And that's because they knew he was coming back. They had faith that he was coming back. Five virgins literally did what the master said, even though he wasn't present, right? Even though he was, you know, far away, they knew he's going to come back and there was going to be a party. And they wanted to be at that party when he came back, right? They wanted to be with him when he came back, when the time came. So they made sure that they were prepared. They kept their oils and their fire burning. So are you doing the same thing? Man? And if you're not, it's a problem, right? You, you're not desiring. You're not yearning for. You're not working towards that day. Because that day is coming either in your death or when he just comes back and the rapture happens and sky departs and he separates the weeds from tears. By the way, it's coming, right? So we all need to prepare, right? So to this very end, the book of Revelation emphasizes readiness. And watchfulness. This is literally me. We even talk about this like crazy in Revelation 22, like how Jesus is saying, "Be prepared," right? And yeah, I, okay, I'll just leave it at that. So if we missed a practical lesson from this practical practical lesson from the Book of Revelation, the lesson of readiness, then we will miss the essential message of this book. So it's a statement, "I am coming quickly," right? That's Revelation 22 verse 20, what we just read, right? I'm coming quickly. If that's not enough for you, Jesus puts emphasis on on it by saying this. Like he says, surely I'm coming quickly, right? In Revelation 22 10. Uh, then we see Amen after, right after it. Guys, this is about to be this is about to blow your mind, right? But before I even talk about that, let me say this. So he who testifies these things is Jesus Christ, who is elsewhere called the faithful witness, right? Jesus is the one who testifies and witnesses to the things written in Revelation, right? We saw that in Revelation 1, 5, Revelation 3, 14, uh, and Revelation 1, 2, stuff like that, right? So in the beginning of this book, in the beginning of Revelations, what is written in it uh, is said to be the testimony of Jesus Christ, right? So even though the angels brought the revelations to John, the, well, this angel brought this revelation to John, ultimately it's Jesus' message that we share, right? So Jesus can vouch for the message in this book because he's faithful and true. It's his message. This is what he's saying to us. So it's true. So that's what surely means, right? So surely I come quickly, right? Jesus declared uh, this for the third time in chapter 22, what we see in Revelation 22. So Jesus kept on saying Revelation 22. Yeah, I see it now. Revelation 22, verse 7, verse 12 verse 10 and verse 20. So each one says the whole 
I'm coming quickly. We've been talking about that like crazy, me and Justin. Behold means just something important, something vital you need to listen to. It's the most important thing you need to take heed to. Somebody important speaking. It's Jesus. I'm coming quickly, right? That's one time. Verse 10, for the time is at hand, right? Well, it's, it's the same to me, but it's different. All right, verse 12, behold, I'm coming quickly. He said it again. And then surely I'm coming quickly. Oh my gosh, I just I saw that. Verse 20, surely I'm coming quickly. So the first two times, let's just focus on behold, I come quickly. In verse 7, it says behold. Verse 12, it says behold, I come quickly. Verse 20, it says surely I'll come quickly. Like Jesus put emphasis on it, guys. You can't see it. Like you got if you don't feel the urgency of Jesus coming and you need to be prepared, I hope you feel it now. Like his coming will completely be unexpected and sudden, right? And he's like painting a picture here in the last text of the Bible, the last verse. Like this is something you got to live for and be prepared for because he's coming in an hour where you do not know it, right? Now, I'm not reading that text, but there's a text in the Bible. The hour is unknown. Read that text. Read that verse, right? Like where people will be farming, fishing, in the bed with their wives, and then miraculously one of them are gone, right? And Jesus comes. Like you got to be prepared. You got to be ready, right? So Jesus is getting everyone until the last second to receive the water of life. So you still have time to receive this water of life, right? That we talked about in Revelation 22, verse 1 through 3. So this is yours, theirs, and the people in the future times period's last chance. And today might be the day, guys. So there'll be no more second chances. We've been talking about that like crazy in the book of Revelation 22, right? So everyone has a chance to receive Jesus' welcoming invitation while they're, while they're still alive until their last breath. But they take, uh, well, yeah, until they take their last breath in this world. But after that, there'll be no more second chances. So like I said, so, all right. Dang, I got a lot, man. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the amen part, man. Before I do, Justin, you got anything you want to say with the uh, before part? A whole lot. It's just like, like uh, I'm glad you're emphasizing, like, the surely coming back. Like, like, we don't know when he's coming back. Like you said, it could be tomorrow. It could be next week. And God has said we don't know about it. But he's also said it'll be like a thief in the night. we got to be prepared prepared like we have to use our time wisely like we've been given these these invitations fast we don't know when the date's gonna be but if it's soon we want to people as we want because like man jesus had to have said this for urgency in the his voice like we they want god god and jesus want as much as we can so i i like how you emphasize that point yeah, man, so, so much, man. All right, so like I was saying, guys, I come quickly, Revelation 22, verse 20. Before I come quickly, Jesus' words, he says, surely, and then after, somebody says, amen, right? So you got a before, surely, and then you got an after, uh, amen, right? So let's talk about the amen part, the after, right? So, so amen, even come, Lord Jesus. So in response to Jesus' word, surely I come quickly. John answered with a short prayer saying, amen, even so, come, Lord Jesus, right? So what does amen mean? Every word has meaning, guys. You always got to look up the definition to words like this in the Bible, right? So amen is a Hebrew expression of confirmation. It means so be it. So it's a strong confirmation that what has been said is certain, true, and reliable. Oh, my gosh. How many times do we get that in Revelation 22 that we can trust? This word, like him who is faithful and true, 
is speaking this, right? He's already done stuff. He's already fulfilled promises. He's going to fulfill all of them, right? That's what he said, right? So simply put, amen, is a term used to show uh, agreement that what is said is truth, right? And when John said amen, he was agreeing with the Lord's promise to come quickly. So John signatures the amen with even so come Lord Jesus, indicating that he was hoping that Jesus would return soon. So the very close of the book of Revelation is the confession that the answers to the problems of life do not lie in man's ability to create a better world, but in the return of the one whose sovereign power controls the course of human affairs, right? So we should welcome Jesus as a coming, but never, but we need to be ready for his coming, right? So the only way to be ready is to be saved, to live by his word, to obey his word, right? To keep his word. Like it says in Revelation 1, 3, like we said, you want to be blessed, you got to keep the word that you hear, right? That Jesus testifies to. So you got to do this as much as you can, as best as you can, but it's not in your strength. It's in his strength and his power. That's the only way you're going to do it, right? Being filled with his spirit, right? And you can only tell the people about God in the spirit, right? You can only teach the gospel in the spirit because you're going to try to add or subtract to it what you want. And we don't do that in our flesh. We don't live by the flesh, right? So, yeah, so much, man. So as believers, we are to love Christ's appearing or his coming, like we've been saying, right? And Apostle Paul said that in the book of Timothy. So 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid out for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them who loved his appearing. Come on, guys. You got to love his appearing. Man. This is what we're living for. Are you living for it? Oh, my gosh. This part is about to be crazy. You guys ready? So God's people should not only look for Christ's appearing, but we should also love his appearing. Oh, my gosh. So the Bible tells us to do both, to look and live. My brother lives. That's a hymn. I'm going to come to that in a minute. It says to look and love. It says to watch and learn, right? So you're yearning for this day, right? You're desiring it. You're paying attention for it. You're making sure you're prepared because as Christians, we got to live prepared lives. And so, Justin, do you know that hymnal, hymnal uh, look and live? Have you ever heard it before? Um, uh, I'll say the words. I'll say the words. Let me yeah. know. All right. So the other day at my church, it was like, well, it wasn't the other day. It was like three months ago or four. Like my dad said, we're going to sing this hymnal at my church, right? Scotch Chapel Army in Hermitage, Tennessee, right? And it's by William Ogden, right? And it's from 1887, this hymnal. It's called Look and Live. Here goes the words, guys. Guys, it says, I have a message from the Lord, hallelujah. The message unto you I'll give. Tis recorded in his word, hallelujah. It is only that you look and live, Right? And then the, the main part that you keep on saying after every ver every uh, verses is look and live, my brother live. Look to Jesus now and live. Tis recorded in his word, hallelujah. It is only if you look and live. <laughs> so don't, right? <laughs> and I'm going to read the other verses, guys. You got to see it. You got to see it, guys. So I have a message full of love, hallelujah. A message, oh, my friend, for you. Tis a message from above, hallelujah. Jesus said it. And I know it's true. So this goes to everything we're saying, right? Life is offered unto you, hallelujah. Eternal life your soul shall have. If you only look to him, hallelujah, look to Jesus who can alone save, right? And then last, the last frame of verse, it says, I will tell you how I came, hallelujah, to Jesus 
when he made me whole. Twas believing on his name, hallelujah. I trusted and he saved my soul, right? So we got to look and live if we want to live, right? We got to look to Jesus so now we can live because it's recorded in his word. If you only look to him, you'll have eternal life for your soul. He's offering life to you. All you got to do is come, like we said in Revelation 22. It's a message from the Lord. And if you look and live, man, man, Jesus is true to his word, man. And he can save your soul, man. He can save you from any and everything. He can give you everything you want. But that hymn will bless my soul, man. We got to look and live. Like this message ain't just a message. It's what the new world order is going to be in Revelation 22. Like at the end, when it's all said and done, what God has said, his, he don't waste his words. It will come to fruition. That's it. When God says something, it settles it. So this is his word that we're living by. Every There's a lot of promises that have already come to fruition. And people still doubt it. But there's no reason to doubt. Because it's, if it's recorded in his word, amen. So be it. You know, <laughs> hallelujah. That's it. There's no debate. Nobody can stop it, right? So that's just no need to add or subtract to it. You guys see where we're going at? So, man, yeah. I just had to bless y'all with that hymnal, man. Listen to that song, man. Look and live, my brother live. Like, that hymnal bless my soul, man. Oh, my gosh. You got anything? No, I don't got anything else for this verse. I like that uh, hymnal, though. Those are supposed to look that up sometime. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you, man, so you don't have to look a, a weird version or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys, we're going to the last verse, man. And spoiler alert, if you watch my uh, any of my videos from my Sunday school uh, classes at my dad's church at Scotts Chapel AME in Hermitage, Tennessee, you you'll hear at the very end of every video, they always say this one verse. And I didn't know it was a, Bible, a verse in the Bible until this Bible study, right? And I'm pretty sure they didn't know either, right? So <laughs> let's see what the verse is. And here goes the verse, right? Revelation 22, verse 1, at the end of every uh, Sunday school lesson, we say this, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. At the end of every Sunday school session, this is what we say. We've been saying it for before I was even born, right? Like <laughs> for hundreds of years, right? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Right? So, yeah, there's a lot to say about that one. Yeah, man, it just emphasizes that Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, giving glory to Jesus. Like, like this is what the whole book was about. It's for you can't ignore that. So I just think that's powerful stuff. That that's how we end. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what the word benediction. I didn't know what the word benediction meant, but uh, I was gonna title this video the final benediction, the last benediction. But I like the last words more. Uh, and these are John's last words to his readers. You know, his last words are a benediction, right? And again, this is the last thing that's said in the Bible, right? The very last thing you'll find. So, a benediction. What is that? It's a short blessing said, especially at the end of a religious service, an expression of good wishes, right? An expression of good wishes, guys, right? So it's fitting that John declared the grace of our Lord upon the readers because he's only by his grace or unearned favor, right? It's only by his grace or unearned, 
unearned favor that we can do anything, right? Mm-hmm. That anyone can escape the eternal gloom of the lake of fire, of brimestone, you know, and be able to enter into the holy city, like I said in verse 19, and enter into the new Jerusalem that Jesus has prepared for us, right? That's going back to John 14, 1 through 6. In Revelations 21, the very first verse, the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, new earth called the bride as well, right? And it's the bride that God prepared for his church to redeem people who put their faith in him. This is our reward, guys. Make sure to watch the videos we did on Revelation 21, 22. But one of the Bible verses I really like in the Bible is this, Justin. And we should definitely just do a video on this one verse. I think me, you, and Terry would have a great time. It's one of my favorite verses. Like, we should do a video on all our favorite verses. Just one verse, and let's see where it goes. So First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10 says this. But uh, the grace of God, by the but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me. And I read that verse. I want everybody to understand this. Like, we don't do anything because of our own merit, because of ourselves, like because we're good enough or anything. Like every accomplishment you have everything good that's in your life it ain't because of you your family who if you, you love your family you got great amazing friends and everything it ain't because of you right it's because of god it's because of god's grace is upon you right and that's what paul is saying he said but by the grace of god i am what i am and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain why was it in vain because he labored more abundantly than they all right he put in the work just because you have a great life don't mean you're 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 uh you can get away from doing the work. I mean, some people can because their parents are so rich and stuff like that. That's great for y'all. But for the majority of us, you gotta put in the work. And not just that, doing the Lord's work. Oh, you got the talent. There's a lot of people that got talent. A lot of people can sing like nobody else can sing. Mm-mm-mm. A lot of people can preach like nobody else can preach. I keep on going. A lot of people got spiritual gifts that are bad, like amazing, off the chain. But you still got to put in the work. You can't get away from the trials and the tribulations of what you got to struggle serving the Lord and doing things his way. Now, if you don't do things his way, maybe you don't struggle. But when you do do things his way and you go to the places he called you to go to and you try to reach the people he called you to reach to, you're going to suffer. You're going to be persecuted. Right. So that's what Paul's saying. I labor more abundantly than all and the grace of God because the grace of God was upon me. He wasn't going to waste the grace that God put on him. So the book. So the book in the bible what i'm talking about ends with the word grace and grace for all so the grace has been given to all of us guys what are you gonna do with it you're gonna waste it right you're gonna do anything with it like <laughs> this is the end mm-hmm. of the bible right the grace of god you can't do anything without god's grace right the grace of our lord be with you all you need it everywhere you go any any way you can get it you need it because without it man what would we be without the grace of god man mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's all i had to say <laughs> yeah oh that's true and we've got to give credit we've got to give as well like if this didn't end thanking jesus god like like that just wouldn't be right in my opinion like just thanks to jesus so it's only fitting that we have to give the credit and the last Jesus. What were you saying? Uh, I don't know if this is true. Uh, how well do you know Malachi? Like, I mean, I know it's true. I just I haven't studied it before. So, um, it well, says that the 
I think like a couple of years ago. Why? What were you? What were you saying? It said uh, in my notes. It says that the last verse of the Old Testament declares a curse, but here in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, we see a blessing. You know, God's grace be upon you, right? Yeah, that's that's about about right. The last. I'm not sure if it's the last, last verse, but yeah, the of Malachi is pretty much like a um, how to describe it. It's like it's definitely like, like a warning against people who don't follow. Interesting uh, because it has a mix of hope and curses in there. Like there's a hope for that, but then a curse for those who uh, decide to live in sin. Yeah. Just because Malachi is like the last book of the, the Old Testament, so it's very, very interesting. Two sides of the same coin. Like you're either going to be blessed by God, like a fire, which is very fitting for with how uh, Revelation describes the end times. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was gonna say. You know, God can deal with a man however He chooses, man. And you got the new covenant. You can experience God's grace, or you can experience the old covenant. Like you experience God's wrath. Wrath. So it's dictated on whatever mm -hmm. you choose. So yeah, I guess I'll end off the video with that. I did have like a closing statement I wanted to make, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't I, that's the end of the video, man. That's all I got, man. You got anything else, Justin? No, this whole whole chapter has been a trip, though. And I yeah. like how it ends as. It's like Jesus deserves. So I'm glad that's how we're ending our video too. Just right. in retrospect, just appreciating everything that Jesus and God's a perfect way to end, end, end the way we started in Genesis. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. I pray you were blessed by this whole entire study that me and Justin toiled over for you. For you now, I need you to do your part. You gotta share this video. You gotta like this video. You gotta comment. You gotta make sure this video blows up. And you only, it's only gonna happen if you watch all the, vi the video all the way through. You share it with other people, and they watch it all the way through. And comment, please comment. All right. So, uh, you guys know the drill, man. That's the end of Revelations 22. So I pray everybody enjoyed it. You want more? Go to my YouTube channel, upload past crossroads, and you can see uh, the Book of Revelations right there. Right. So. Watch uh, more stuff on Revelations 22 that we'll be doing in the future. Same thing in the whole book of Revelations. Me and Justin will definitely go through the whole book of Revelations. I'm not intimidated by it no more, Justin. I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Like eventually? Yeah. So, yeah, me and Justin talked about that a long time ago. But uh, anyway, so you guys know the drill. Here goes my social media platforms. Make sure to go to all of them, follow me on all of them like all my content share because i got the best social media pages ever and then also same thing for justin his amazing youtube channel chopping logs he got more stuff coming out for you guys so you get you guys get tuned for that and then his facebook page uh right here so befriend him and you can dm dm us any questions you guys got if you guys want us to do a video on any bible verse any quote anything you can think about you got any questions just let us know but all right guys uh it was a great one Perfectly, it's the Lord's will for us to do a gazillion, bazillion more videos for you guys, verse by verse of the Bible. You guys know how we rock. All right, you guys have a blessed one. Have a great weekend. Deuces. Yep.